Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to All Stack No Sizzle, an honest, no BS look at life, sports, and entertainment. I am your host, Devin McKenzie, here once again for another week of Podcast Gold. Uh, let me know what y'all think about that intro song. I've uh, been looking for a new intro, and I found exactly what I was looking for. If y'all don't know, that is an interpretation of a Detroit classic from a man, Jay Dilla, that is Fall in Love. If y'all never listened to the Fantastic Volume 2, uh, do your Googles, do your YouTube searches, your Googles and, and all that other good stuff, and check that out. It's one of my favorite Jay Dilla beats of all time, and young man from a London named Funky DL made his own interpretation of that song, so it is exactly what I was looking for, so that's going to be one of the intros for the show. I've got a couple more that I want to try out. Y'all let me know what y'all think. I love it. That's one of, my, like I said, that's one of my favorite Slum Village uh, Dilla beats right there. So we're gonna test that one out. Let me know what you think in the comments. But on this week's show, it, basically I'm gonna be freestyling this. So we'll talk about a couple different things. We're gonna talk about. <sighs> it's kind of hard not to talk about your boy as a Q from the Critical Dunk calls him Don T, or I call him D Tizzle, aka Donald Trump. And we're gonna talk about. Inauguration, what happened there? Uh, so we could also talk about some of the things that he's done already in his not, not even his first week in office. Um, well, I'll touch on the Super Bowl, uh, the NFC and AFC championships was this past weekend. I, I'll talk about you know what happened this past weekend, it was coming up in a couple weeks on February 6th down there in, in Houston. Uh, for wrestling fans, y'all know Royal Rumble's coming up this weekend. I'll touch on that a little bit. Um, also, it's been a lot of collaborations going on in the Pod Squad. I want to you know, talk about a couple of the issues that came up in some of those shows. I'll bring that up. And also, I'm going to talk about Chris and Michelle. I feel like it's like a hot button topic right now. That kind of ties into the inauguration as well. But we'll, we'll talk about her also. So. Well, yeah, let's just go ahead and start right there. Um, as you know, the inauguration was this past Friday. Donald Trump is now officially the president of the United States. You know, whether you support him, you don't support him, you're indifferent about it. Donald Trump is the president of the United States. And I'll be the first to tell you, I did not watch the inauguration at all. Um and it's not just because it was Donald Trump. I'm just not real big into watching the inauguration. Um, I think I might have caught a little bit of Barack's first inauguration. I don't think I watched any of the second one. Um, I don't remember watching George Bush. I may I may have caught a little bit of Bush. I don't know. I, I, I'm just I'm not real big into politics and the. The, the BS ceremonies and stuff like that. It's not my cup of tea. But I, I really I didn't watch the inauguration. I saw, you know, clips on Facebook and Instagram and different memes and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll talk about that. You know, I'm not going to, right now, we're just going to talk about the inauguration itself. And one of the things that I noticed from, you know, clips that I've seen on, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, so on and so forth is... Michelle Obama has kind of a problem that I have, and I know my uh, my younger sister has the same problem, and I think it's a family trait. We have a hard time 
not showing what we're thinking inside on our face. And various clips that I saw, you could just tell Michelle was not, she was not having any part of that inauguration. You know, she's sitting there like, I know I have to do this BS, but I don't want anything to do with this. This is, <laughs> this is not where I want to be. I don't want anything to do with this, but I have to be here because <laughs> Barack is the the outgoing president, so I have to be a part of this. But her her face, man, you, you could just read it all over her face. Like she didn't want any part of that. It, it all started when. Donald Trump and Melania pulled up and Barack and Michelle were standing there waiting to receive them and Melania handed her a gift or <laughs> you could just look at her on her face like I don't want this I don't want any part of this like what why do I have to do this and you know let, let, let's talk about that situation right there Barack and Michelle standing there waiting to for Donald and Melania to walk up and a lot of people noticed this there were a lot of memes, a lot of videos pointing this out. It was something that I noticed right away. You know, as a person that kind of prides himself as being a gentleman, one of the first things I noticed was that when Donald Trump got out of the, the limo, he just walked straight up and didn't even give a damn about Melania. Melania was, you know, getting out of the car, bringing up the rear. And like, even not Barack, uh, Donald just jumped out of the car and walked up to Barack and Michelle and gave them a, a handshake. Like, he didn't even wait for his wife. That's something that... I, like I said, as a gentleman, I noticed that right away. And you, you could kind of tell in, in a lot of the memes and videos that you've seen over the past weekend, you can kind of tell just by watching the type of relationship Donald and Melania have. And I, I feel like <laughs> it was a perfect meme, perfect meme that, that described how I kind of feel about it. And it was Melania's face, and it was like, above it it said, uh, when you were just trying to get a sugar daddy and you ended up as the first lady of the United States. Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like their, their marriage is just, like, for show. And I feel like she's at a point now where she's, she got herself deeper into this than she really wanted to. And I don't, I don't feel like he really gives a shit about her it was one you know like i said he left her there when they were getting out of the car and then when brock and michelle invited him inside the uh white house i think it was the white house i'm not sure um donald just came walking in and left melania behind and barack and michelle literally had to like welcome her into it and like kind of put their hand on her back like come on in while donald just like walking right in and you know left her all behind I don't know. You you can tell a lot about how a man treats his wife. You can tell about the type of person that they are, about how they treat their wife, and you you can see a lot of that in the interaction that they had. And then there's the video where Melania was, I guess Donald was giving his you know inauguration speech, and Melania was smiling, and then he he said something to her, and her whole face just dropped. And, like, at that point, I really felt bad for her because I don't know what he said to her, but whatever it was, it shut her down quick. And it, it I don't know, my <laughs> my heart actually kind of goes out to her a little bit because I feel like she did, doesn't want any of this. I feel like she bit off a lot more than she could chew. I, I kind of feel a little bad for her, a little bit, L a little bit, you know what I mean? But 
like I said, back to Michelle, like her her whole face the whole time was like, I don't want anything to do with this. During Trump's speech, her <laughs> I was watching Saturday Night Live and my man uh, Michael Shea said it perfectly. She had her face just said, mm. <laughs> like the whole time, like every time Donald said something, it's like she was just saying, mm. <laughs> man. So I'm 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 disappointed to see Barack and, and Michelle go. Um, I, I'll say this. Like I said, I'm not the most political person. I don't. I'm not all about politics, but as a black person, to see Barack and Michelle Obama in there for eight years, to have somebody that looks like me represent the country. And I mean, honestly, I, I've I've done better in my life over these past eight years than I did the previous eight. Maybe that's you know just a part of growing up and maturing, or you know going through life. But honestly, this the past eight years has been the best eight years of my life so far. I've I've done a lot better over these eight years than I did the previous, you know, how many years. So it's kind of it's kind of sad to see them go. Um, them being in office, I, I think, shows that this country has made progress. But then Donald Trump getting in there makes me think maybe not. <laughs> but you know, he is the president of the United States now. We, you know, we have to deal with it. We'll jump into some of the things he's done already. But another thing I wanted to point out about the the inauguration was your boy George W. Bush. George W. Bush, I, I lived through his entire eight-year reign as president, and <laughs> it seemed like, if not every day, every other day, George W. Bush would do something wacky that would just make you laugh, and you just sit there and think, like, oh, my God, how is this guy the president of the United States? Like, he, like one time he was reading a book upside down, and he uh, mispronounced words like nuclear, and... um internets <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's just the, the guy is wacky man he the guy's goofy as hell and during the inauguration I guess it started to rain a little bit so everybody that was you know sitting up there on, on the dais or whatever they were had I guess they were handed uh rain ponchos and George W. Bush has had the hardest time in the world trying to figure out how to put the poncho on and it was like watching a little kid <laughs> giving them a toy or something, try getting, you know, watching them try to figure out how to how to use it or whatever. It, it, it's it's really amusing to me. And something else I've kind of noticed, and somebody pointed this out in the memes, like I really think your boy George Bush want to give it to Michelle Obama. You know, he <laughs> the way he be looking at her and some of the, the the pictures that you see, you know, him giving her a kiss, and it's just the way he looks at her, like. I think he, I think he wants some of that dark meat. I think he wants a little bit of brown sugar in his oatmeal, <laughs> man. But it's weird. Like now that Donald Trump is in office, I, <laughs> I kind of respect George W. a lot more now. Like George W., you know, he he wasn't the most popular president, but it's like, damn, at least he ain't, as Q would say, Don T. right now. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? Let's let's go ahead and jump into one one of the big things that's happened in the past couple of days is something that I've talked about on this show, uh, actually on two different episodes, on episode 12 and 13, I spoke to um, 
a friend of mine named Francis and uh, someone that she introduced me to named Muhammad Sherry, where we were talking about uh, the situation that's going on in North Dakota with the Dakota Access Pipeline. And also there's another pipe, big pipeline that's being uh, that, that people are protesting the Keystone Pipeline. Well, Barack, I mean, excuse me, not Barack, Donald Trump hasn't been in office a good week yet, and he's already signed uh, orders to continue with the uh, installation of those pipelines. And if you go back and listen to episode 12 and episode 13, you you get a lot of information about what's going on over there. At that time, you know, Barack was still in office, and he was able to put in a... I guess you would say a roadblock on that pipeline, but, you know, less than a week in office, Donald Trump has already started, you know, working on getting those roadblocks knocked down and continuing the construction on those pipelines. And like I said, go back and listen to those episodes. You understand why this is such a bad thing. And another thing Donald Trump is doing is he's trying to silence the media. He doesn't want information to be reported because he's making these moves to benefit. I'm going to go. I'm just going to ahead and say he's making these moves to benefit himself and the people that looked out for him. So, yeah, he's making business moves. He's he, uh, people said they want the country ran like a business. Well, that's what he's doing. The people that he's in partnership with, he's basically looking out for them right now. And, and also. It's also kind of ironic that he had money invested in those pipelines. So, of course, he wants those pipelines built. And like I said, less than a week in office, he signs this order to get this done. So you can expect a lot of different things like this to happen. You know, he's uh, and to be fair, whenever you're the president, you do make changes to the website. But he's taking down things talking about civil rights and uh, lesbian gays and healthcare. He he's attacking these different things. He's already in less than a week starting to attack different things that, that help everyday Americans. He's already cutting funding to military families. Now, I've never served in the military, but if it's one thing that I I believe in is taking care of the people that protect us. You know what I mean? The people that, you know, go out there in different countries and are away from their families for months and years at a time. I'm all about taking care of those people. Cause I, like I said, I'm not out there and I, I appreciate the work that they do. And I feel like as a country, we need to be doing a better job of taking care of our, our veterans and their families. And like I said, he's already cutting that he's working on, uh, getting rid of quote-unquote Obamacare. And a lot of people, there's a lot of people that don't know that Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act is the same thing. I mean, it, it was like this <laughs> this uh, guy that was on Facebook talking about, yeah, getting rid of Obamacare, da-da-da-da. He's like, my insurance, my Affordable Care Act insurance takes care of me. It was like, <laughs> somebody was like, you do know Obamacare is nothing more than a nickname for um, the Affordable Care Act, and you basically are supporting <laughs> you losing your insurance, and the guy didn't have anything to say after that. So that lets you know that the propaganda is working, and you know Barack is continuing. No, excuse me. Why do I keep saying Barack? <laughs> Donald is continuing that propaganda, and one of the things that he's doing is controlling the media. Like 
he's calling CNN fake news. CNN, let's just let's you know let's be let's be humble about it. CNN is probably one of the top ten news outlets in the world. We'll say we'll say top ten. It's probably one of the top five, probably, but we'll say it was one of the top ten legitimate news outlets in the country. And he's calling them fake news. And any basically anybody that's not with his agenda and that's not helping, you know, you know, spread his word, he's gonna he's gonna sh- you know shut them out. You know, I was reading something where he doesn't want anything reported about the EPA. Yeah, just ironically, he's got like an oil guy as the head of the EPA. That seems like a conflict of interest. So, <sighs> buckle up, people. Buckle up. It's going to be a long, I'm going to call it eight years. It's going to be a long eight years. I know I, I, I keep saying that and people like that. There's no way he's going to get in there for another term. I'm just saying buckle up, people. I, I believe we're going to get two terms out of Don T. As Q would say, or Don Tizzle, I think we're gonna get two terms out of them. That's, that's not a popular uh, <laughs> opinion, but <laughs> as a person that's, that's really jaded about how this country rolls, I'm prepared for eight years. But uh, let, let's 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 switch let's switch up to something a little bit. No 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 no. One more thing. One more thing that I need to talk about, and this goes back to the inauguration. Um. Miss Chrisette Michelle. Chrisette Michelle over the past month has taken a lot of heat for accepting the invitation to perform at the inauguration ball, I believe it was. I'm not sure if it was the inauguration ball or the inauguration. Like I said, I did not watch. <clears throat> but she caught a lot of heat for performing. And there's a lot of, you know, talk about she took 750 or two hundred and fifty thousand for performing there, you know, and you know, and I, I'll be honest, I I criticize her as well for um, taking that money and and performing there, and it's it, honestly to me it wasn't a good look. Um, but Cassette was on the Breakfast Club and basically talking with Charlemagne and DJ Envy and Angela Yee about. Why she did it? What was her intention? What was her point? You know, she and she. It was a very candid conversation, and <laughs> in these, is this day and time, a candid, you know, truthful conversation is kind of rare these days. And honestly, I understand now why she did it. I understand why, and to a certain degree, I kind of agree with her. And this kind of goes back to Steve Harvey and um, Kanye West and Ray Lewis and Jim Brown going to talk to the president. I feel like, regardless, no matter what, Donald Trump is the president. There's nothing we can do about that. If you were really that pissed off about him being the president you should have did that before november or whatever day the, the election was so he's in there now right and we're we're forced to, to deal with a guy uh i was listening to the critical dump and they were talking about this same topic and i posed a question i typed in and posed a question that if donald trump asked to speak to the guys at the critical dump 
would you go? And I'm going to pose this question to all members of the pod squad. If Donald Trump sent you an invitation to come to Trump Towers and speak to him, would you go? And my answer is yes. I would go speak to Donald Trump. And the reason why I would I would go is because I want to hear for myself what it is that he plans on doing. And I want to know what he thinks I can do. Like why he would want to why he would want to speak to me. And I want to know what his intentions are. And at the same time, I would have questions for him. Now I already know. Just like Kanye, Steve Harvey, Ray Lewis, Jim Brown, Chrisette Michelle, by even going there and being a part of it, you're automatically going to catch heat. And I understand that going in. But what we have to, I think what we have to understand is, is that you're not going to get a lot of platforms. It's a good platform to, number one, Hear from the horse's mouth what it is that he's going to do, what he's trying to do. And it also gives you the opportunity to express yourself. And like I said, we're not going to get, obviously with him shutting down the media, we're not going to get a lot of opportunities like that. So I would want to talk to him myself and give him my opinions. Now, he might not like what I have to say. Which is why I doubt I would get the invitation in the first place. But if given that opportunity, yeah, I would want to sit down and talk to him and let him know, hey, this is where I'm coming from. This is where I feel a lot of other people, how a lot of other people feel. And I want you to know that. I want to say it to your face, man to man, how I feel and how I feel a lot of other Americans feel about how you ran your campaign and how you're going about doing things. But like I said, once again, it's not going to look good. So after listening to Chrisette Michelle talk, I understand why she did it. It's not a good look. I'll be honest. I was there criticizing her. But now now that she's gone to the inauguration and she performed, now I want to see what her next steps are. And I think that's where people like, especially Steve Harvey, I think that's where he caught the most flack. Yeah, he went and talked to him, but after talking to him, now his whole stance has kind of changed. Before, you know, he was all about, you know, he was against Donald Trump. Then he goes and talks to him, and now he's kind of spreading the rhetoric. So now it's like, well, what happened, man? What happened in in that short time? Are, Are you, do you really believe that, you know, he is a good dude and he's actually looking out for everybody? Or... Did something happen in that room that he convinced you one way or another? Did he promise you some power or money or something like that? That's my question. So now I want to see how Chrisette Michelle moves from here forward. Like, yeah, we can judge her based on the inauguration and what and her going there. That's that's one thing. You don't agree with it, fine. But now I want to see what the follow-up is. That's that's where I feel like the criticism of Steve Harvey was justified because the follow-up, he flipped, you know, he completely flipped. So now I want to see what the follow-up for Chrisette Michelle is. And when she was talking to Charlemagne and Envy and Angela Yee, she was talking about she she has an album coming out. She did a poem talking about, you know, her experience. She was working on a TV show where she's going to basically get different people to talk about 
their experiences. She kept saying she wants to get a, a woman in South Dakota who's a single parent with kids and get a parent in, uh, I forgot what it's called, Rockaway, New Jersey, or, or somewhere in New York, get a single parent with kids in that city and get them to sit there and talk to each other and find out how many how many uh, similarities we have than differences. And if we can start finding these common grounds, you can build upon it and realize, hey, black people have it bad white people have it bad too if we come together and realize that we're all in the same boat maybe we can unify and become a better country and i that is something i support i support us getting better as a country looking out for each other and you know treating each other like equals and realizing that we have a lot more similarities than we do differences and if you can start realizing that we can make this country a better place and start unifying the day after the inauguration, you had millions, millions of women in different cities, L.A., Boston, uh, New York, Chicago, and D.C. come together and unify under a central cause. And that's basically the fact that they wanted their voices. They wanted the president to hear their voice and realize that they want to be treated like equal citizens. Now we'll we'll jump into that a little bit more. Let's jump into that for a second. <laughs> My question is, when Black Lives Matter and police brutality and all these other things were going on, why were we not able to unify under that? But Donald Trump basically threatening all people we were able to jump behind that. If it's about civil rights, civil rights should be for the word civil basically means people. So it should be for people, not just black people, not just white people, just not uh, black women, just not white women. It should be for people in general. Black Lives Matter is about is really about all people because we're saying we matter too. We're people too. Not that we matter more. It's just that we matter. We are people, too, and we want to be treated as such. So somebody uh, is a great meme. Someone had a sign saying, all you <laughs> I, I expect uh, all you white women going to show up to the next Black Lives Matter rally. And I think that's a legit question because and, I, and I've said this when. One group is oppressed, if <laughs> whoever the powers are that can eliminate that group. It's not just going to stop there. They're going to find another group to oppress after that. And then they're going to find another group and another and another group and another. It's going to continue. So you got to stop it right then and there. And I felt like it was a good thing for all those women to get together and, and show unity. But I want that momentum to continue, not just for this issue. I want it to continue for all issues, women's rights, black people's rights, gay rights, just rights for people in general. And let's, let's, let's flip this back to Chrisette Michelle. I applaud what she did. I hope, I hope, hope that she was doing this for the reasons that she said. I'm, I'm going to wait and see how she follows this up. And if, if her intentions were exactly what she said and she does follow through with what she said she was going to do, I will be the first to officially apologize to Chrisette Michelle. I'll, I'll, I'll tag her on this show, on the show, and I will personally 
apologize to Chrisette Michelle for my criticism. And I, I, matter of fact, I'll say it right now. Chrisette Michelle, I hope that what you're doing is exactly what you say that you are. And if it is, if your heart is where you say it is, I do apologize for my criticisms towards you. Um, and I hope that what you're doing works because I think from what you were saying on the breakfast club I feel like it is a good idea and I feel like your intentions are are good and I hope that that is exactly what you do I hope you do help unify this country and if the, if what you're doing is genuine I thank you for <laughs> I thank you for taking on such a, a monumental task because like like you said you took a lot of criticism and for you to you know to take that, those bullets and keep going forward more power to you and i hope your with your intentions are being good i hope that it works i really do and like but like i said i hope that your intentions are what you say they are I'm a I'm a I'm a jaded skeptical person. So, and and if I jump to conclusions and and prejudge you, I do apologize, and I hope that she, you know you can accept my apology. But, um, like I said, I'm gonna wait and see, and hopefully it, it it does work out. All right, let's shift gears to something a little bit happier. Let's talk about football. Everybody loves football. This past weekend was the NFC and AFC championship games. Uh, a couple of friends of mine at work asked me who do I think was going to play in the Super Bowl from the four teams that were in it. On the NFC side, you had the Packers and the Atlanta Falcons. On the AFC side, you had the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots. I was asked at work, and uh, my boy Seth asked me on Facebook, who do I think who do I think was going to win those games? And I got them right. I picked the Patriots and the Falcons to win those two games and uh, go on to play each other in the Super Bowl. And I think it's going to be a Damn good game. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I'm kind of like a pseudo Patriots fan, you know. <laughs> I'm a. I live here in Detroit. I'm a fan of the Lions, but that team has never ever done anything <laughs> successful. So I I kind of, you know, follow the Patriots partly because my cousin used to play for the Patriots. Asante Samuel, former quarter cornerback for the Patriots. He. <laughs> He played for them. Um, some people might remember him as the guy in the first uh, Patriots versus Giants game when the Patriots went 16-0 and were close to having a perfect season. Some people might remember my cousin as the guy who had a chance to intercept a pass from Eli Manning that would have sealed the game, but he dropped it. So, <laughs> but hey, that brother made a lot of money. Had a lot, and he had a lot of success with that team. He has a championship ring, and I don't. And a lot of you out there don't. So, criticize him if you want, but uh, <laughs> catch him outside, bro. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've kind of become like a pseudo Patriots fan. I want my Lions to adopt a lot of the Patriot way. They hired their general manager from the Patriots organization, so I'm hoping that we get a lot more of those Patriot-like moves from our front office from now on. But uh, I picked them to win the AFC. I just felt like that offense was too powerful. And they have, a, and a lot of people don't know this, they have, like, the best defense in the league. And with the Falcons, I felt like 
them playing the Packers. The Packers have been hot, but I, I just felt like injuries would, would, caught, would catch up eventually to the Packers. I felt like the Falcons' offense was way too powerful. The Packers had a lot of injuries in their defensive backfield, and I just didn't think they would be able to keep up with them. And that's exactly what happened. That game was that game was out of hand by the time the first half was over. Like. I think the score was like 24 to nothing at halftime. Like, I fell asleep before the game started. When I woke up, it was like 17 to nothing, and the and, uh, Falcons were driving down the field. So, Falcons, Falcons did what I thought they were going to do. The Patriots did what I think they're going to do. And here we are in two weeks on February 6th. We're going to get the Patriots versus the Falcons. The Patriots have now played more Super Bowls than any team in NFL history. Uh, Tom Brady has a chance to win more Super Bowls than any quarterback. He has the most Super Bowl appearances right now. Tom Brady has a chance to solidify his legacy and basically become the greatest quarterback of all time. And Matt Ryan now has an opportunity to cement his legacy and and start building from you know just being a good quarterback to being a, a great, a very good quarterback to being a great quarterback. And he can now move into that elite uh, category. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I literally have my money on the Patriots. I bet on them to win the Super Bowl a while back. So, <laughs> Papa needs some new shoes. So, I'm going. I'm rolling with the Patriots in this one. I just think, at, at the end of the day, I have a philosophy, and that's defense wins championships. And whenever the number one offense is going up against the number one defense in the league, I think the last five times, four of those five, the defense won out, and the Patriots have a better defense. And plus, they got a great offense, too. So if it becomes a shootout, I mean, both teams can, you know, match up. But I feel like the Patriots' defense being stronger gives them the advantage. So I'm going to roll with the Patriots in this one. Let me know what your thoughts are, people. Let me know who you're predicting to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm looking forward to it. And, hey, let me know what what your plans are for the Super Bowl, too. I, I haven't quite figured that out yet. I'm going to... You know, calling around to see who's having a Super Bowl party. So, hopefully, I, I get to find a nice party to go to, get drunk, then I have to go to work the next day. <laughs> all right, let's move on. And uh, let me, real quick, for all my wrestling fans out there, this weekend is the Royal Rumble. I'll be out in the mean streets of Troy, Michigan, watching the Royal Rumble with my fans. My, my fans. Well, my fans, you can come out, too, and watch the Royal Rumble. But my friends will be sitting around watching the Royal Rumble Probably my favorite wrestling pay-per-view. I know you're probably sitting there thinking, like, it's a grown-ass man still watching wrestling. I know. What can I say? I'm a bit of a nerd, man. I can't help it. But um, for those of you that used to watch wrestling back in the day, if you remember Goldust or the Hardy Boys or Edge and Christian, there was a young lady who used to manage these people. and She was actually married to Goldust at one point, and her name was Terry Runnels. Uh, in the past, me and some of my friends have broken down like our top five or top ten uh, female stars in wrestling. And this young lady, for the most part, always pops up in my top five of all time. I, I, I had a huge crush on her back in the day. And she's going to be out at Bailey's in Troy, Michigan, you know, having a Royal Rumble viewing party. She's going to be signing autographs. So I'm like, man, I've got to i have got to take advantage of this and that young lady's name is miss terry runnels um man <laughs> i remember those days man watching her 
Oh, uh, okay. All right. Focus, focus, Devin, focus. You got a girlfriend now. You can't be can't be thinking like that. <laughs> but yeah, me and a friend, my friend's gonna be out at Bailey's watching the show, and you know, get to meet her. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And what I think I'm gonna do is I'll probably do a steak bite about the Royal Rumble. You know, with a couple of my friends afterwards, give like a a review and our thoughts on the show. We'll see how that goes. I'm not 100% sure if everybody's going to be down for it, but we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, growing up, the Royal Rumble has always been, like, my favorite pay-per-view. It To me, it's just fun. I just love the format, the whole every 90 seconds someone comes down to the ring and this, this and that, and the winner goes on to WrestleMania, the headline WrestleMania, and wrestle for the championship. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. So hopefully you all check out the Royal Rumble this, this weekend. On the WWE Network for just $9.99. Oh, but your first month is free. <laughs> oh, yeah, then NXT this weekend, too, man. So I, I wish I'd, I had known I was going to have these two weeks off of work. Because if I did, I would have definitely uh, booked a trip to San Antonio and went to the NXT show and to the Royal Rumble. But here I am, broke. <laughs> um, with two weeks off, so I'm just going to take it easy. And let me, let me just say this. Um, I want to thank everybody. I know I did this on the last Steak Bites, but there was other people that wished me a happy birthday. I want to thank everybody that wished me a happy birthday. And also everybody that, you know, had me and my family and their thoughts and prayers. Um, I, I don't know if everybody knew, but my uncle passed away on uh, January 7th, which just happens to be my birthday. Um, <clears throat> my uncle passed away and... Um, on the 14th, I was in Mississippi for the funeral. Um, <clears throat> and I just want to thank everybody who kept me and my family in their thoughts and prayers. Uh, I really do appreciate that. Um, <laughs> let's just say the funeral got a little interesting at points, but, um, it, it, it was good to meet and see all of my family and my extended family. Um, I'm glad I got to go down there and, uh, you know, pay my, my respects and uh, say goodbye to my uncle. Um, <clears throat> I, like I said, my uncle passed away on my birthday. So that, that was kind of hard to, you know, to hear that day. And then maybe a month before that, I lost another uncle on my uh, my mother's side of the family. And one thing that I realized, I'm, I'm 32 years old now. And one thing you, you I realize is that now that I'm getting older, the people that were influences on me and people that were older than me, they're getting older as well. And I, I kind of realized that I'm getting to a point in my life where I'm going to start losing a lot of people. And it it, it, it was kind of a hard thing to kind of come to grips with. And I, I kind of realized that I, I might be making uh, more of these trips, you know, the older that I get. Um, I lost my uncle, uh, Red, back in 2012. And... <clears throat> And like I said, in the past month, I've lost two uncles. And I, I realized that, you know, like I said, the older you get, the more and more you're going to have to start 
making these trips to pay your respects to people that meant a lot to you and, and influenced you in your life. And <clears throat> one, one thing that I've, I've learned in this, you know, time since my uncle's passing is that you need to take those opportunities to, you know, talk to family and see them and, you know, let them know that you care about them while, while you can. One thing that I, I really do regret is I was down in Mississippi in, in November around Thanksgiving time. And my Uncle John, you know, he he was there, but I didn't get a chance to really. I, I saw him, you know, I, you know, I said hi to him. But I, I was down there, as you all know, I'm doing a series of shows talking about the integration of the schools down there in Quitman, Mississippi. And what I found out afterwards is that <laughs> my Uncle John graduated with my mother. I had no idea. And he would have been a great person to talk to about. You know, coming up in that school system, and he lived there, and you know, he would have been a great person to talk to about uh, graduating in that integrated class in 1970 in Quitman, Mississippi, and then living down there afterwards. He would have been a perfect person to talk to, and I had a great source of information right there, and I, I didn't, I didn't take that opportunity to, to talk to him about it, and I, I really do. I really do uh, regret that now. And I really do regret that now. And one thing we, I think we do is we get caught up in our own lives that we don't take the time to, you know, just talk to and spend time with, you know, the people that we, we love and we have in our families and, do that now and another thing that we need to do is realize that some of the things that we we deal with some of the you know we might no one's going to get along all the time it's just not going to happen but i think we have to realize that some of the things that we fight and bicker about as family and friends at the end of the day it's petty because if you lose that person and you don't have the chance to um, reconcile and you know work out whatever differences you have, once that person is gone, that opportunity is gone forever. And I, I feel like we, as people, need to take take a, a long look at ourselves and realize is whatever I'm mad at or whatever I'm beefing with this person about really that serious that if they were to be gone tomorrow would I regret not having talked to that person or holding that grudge against that person and you know if you feel like it's worth it then you know do what you have to do you know if you feel like whatever grudge you're holding is that serious that you are willing to hold on to that grudge until that person passes away or you pass away and not work it out hey that, that if that's how you feel Okay, go ahead. But if if you look at yourself and you realize that whatever it is that whatever grudge or whatever anger that you're holding is not worth dying and not reconciling over, then do it. Um, I have a couple people in my life that I need to talk to and you know work some things out with, <clears throat> and I I plan on doing that. And I, I felt like 
the and I, I hate to say it, but losing my uncle was a big wake up call. And I think losing both of my uncles in the past month was a big wake up call. So <sighs> I ain't mean to get all emotional on the show, y'all. I apologize for that, but you know, I, something that need to be said. I need to uh, get off of my chest, and you know that's why I have this podcast. So I can get all emotional with y'all. <laughs> but um, people, work work those issues out. It, it's most of the time when you look back at it, it's not that it's not that big. It's not worth losing that person forever over. It's really not. <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up. Let me just say, let me give a quick shout outs to a couple people. And I think I, I think I said this before. I'm working my way through different members of the Pod Squad. I'm listening to their shows. Um, a new show that I'm going to be listening to next. And I heard this gentleman on the Talk It Out podcast. My man D Murph. Actually, I heard him on the Critical Dump and the Talk It Out podcast. So I'm gonna check out his show called Why Not Sports. Shout out to you, D Murph. Love to get you on the show one day. Um, <laughs> real quick, man, when he was on the critical dump, man, that dude, you can tell that dude has a lot of energy, man, because like the whole time he was like, hey, yo, we on the critical dump, man. I <laughs> uh, posted on uh, the SoundCloud page of uh, the critical dump, and I was like, new drinking game. Everybody take a sip every time D Murph says the critical dump. So shout out to you, D Murph. I'm going to be checking out the show, man. I'd love to have you on the show one day, man. Uh, shout out to my man Q at the Critical Dump. Hopefully, we get to work together one day uh, again uh, sometime soon. Make sure you check out his show. And you know, shout out to Q too, man. He was on the Talk It Out podcast, man. I was really looking forward to that episode because that episode kind of stemmed from episode he did with my niece on the Takenya Talks podcast, uh, talking about misogyny and 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 uh, you know women's rights and you know how men and women interact with each other. It started off on the Takenya Talks podcast, and that then um, morphed into him being on the Talk It Out podcast and. Like I said, it was a really good show. A great dialogue between uh, the ladies at Talk It Out Podcast and Q. I really enjoyed that. Um, shout out to the Talk It Out Podcast. Those ladies over there doing a great job. I, I, that's one of the shows that I started listening to, and now it's in my everyday rotation. When I'm at work, I'm listening to podcasts. Talk It Out is on there. Critical Dump is on there. Uh, shout out to the John Effects Podcast. John, um, hmm, should I say this? Well, let's just say me and John have been in preliminary talks about working together again on uh, an episode. So I ain't gonna go too deep into the, the you know the details on that, but we we're, we're talking about collaborating again. And I enjoy having him on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, breaking down you know top t- five issues of 2016. Had a great time talking to him. This issue will be a little bit more serious, but uh, I look forward to having him back on the show one day and hopefully sometime soon. So shout out to John from the John Effects Podcast. Um, shout out to Two Shots in the Brew. That's another podcast that I've started listening to. I love the dynamic on that show. You have people from all different walks of life. You have black people, white people. You have people from different countries. Um, you got male, female. I, I just love the dynamic of that show. Um so make sure you go check that out. Shout out to my man, Glenn. Um, I was disappointed to hear that the Too Uncool podcast was coming to an end, but he's now going to be working with his wife 
on the new show, Glenn and Her. I believe that premieres February 2nd. If I had that date wrong, I do apologize. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that show. Uh, <laughs> if you don't follow people, follow Glenn on Instagram. I don't have his Instagram information at hand right now. I'll look it up and I'll keep talking. But <laughs> man, Glenn is a funny dude, man. I've had a couple interactions with him on Instagram and on Twitter, man. The dude is hilarious. And um, like I said, I was disappointed to hear that the Two Uncool podcast was going away. Uh, he he kind of talked about it and said, you know, everything was cool between them. I, I hope that is the case. I hope those two brothers still, you know, are cool. But I'm definitely looking forward to checking, you know, seeing the dynamic between him and his wife on the show. And if you want to check him out on Instagram, it's Glenn and Her Pod. Glenn and Her Pod on Instagram. <laughs> just just watch the, the interaction between the two of them. You can tell those two people love each other, man. You, you can tell it. <laughs> and uh, I think John already called you out from wearing them tight-ass T-shirts, man. But, hey, it was a Marvel shirt, so I'm not mad at you, man. So, uh... Shout out to Glenn and her. Check out their podcast when that debuts. Um, like I said, shout, shout out to the Talk It Out podcast. Those two ladies are doing a great job. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I love the Talk It Out podcast. I listened to like one episode of the uh, Talk It Out Black episode. It, it's a little bit too extreme for me. So <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it another shot, ladies. I, I'll definitely try it again. But that, that that one I listened to was a little little too. Uh, a little too extreme for me. That, that's that's the more uh, sexually explicit uh, NC-17 version of Talk It Out. So if you if you like me, if you like you know watching the Disney version, <laughs> you want to hear the Disney version, check out Talk It Out. If you want to get a little bit nasty, check out the, the NC-17 version. It's Talk It Out Black. But listen to both shows. Like I said, great they do a great job on that show. And let me just say this. I haven't talked to my niece in a while, and I, 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 I'm going to hit her up. I got to find out what's going on. She hasn't put a show out in a while. So, everybody, let me uh, let me ask y'all. Put an APB out on Takaya at the Takaya Talks podcast. Hit her up on her Twitter, and let's, let's tell her we want her back. We need Takaya out here in these pod streets. And let's show her some support. And let me, let me reach out to everybody in the pod squad. Anybody that, that would love to come on All Steak No Sizzle and chop it up about whatever. I'm I'm giving issuing an open invitation to all members of the Pie Squad that want to be on the show. And if you if you need someone on your show to talk about whatever is going on, um <laughs> my my schedule's a little hectic right now. I got two weeks off, so I'm free right now. But you know, if we can work it make it happen, I'm down, you know, I'm down to collaborate with anybody. So open invitation to Anybody that wants to be on the show in the pie squad, and hey, if you need me to help you out, you know, hit me up. We'll make it happen. My schedule's going to ch- get a little bit more normal in a couple weeks. A little bit of a transition time right now. That's why I'm off for these next two weeks. But let's make that happen. Uh, we all need to support each other, man. If we we want to, you know, flourish and you know continue to, you know, gain new listeners and and you know have. I, and one thing I notice is that. Sometimes coming up with material for the shows can be hard, and you need other people to you know to reach out and bounce ideas off of, and you have other people come in and collaborate. It it sparks ideas. Like I said, my man Q from the Critical Dump was on my niece's show, talking about you know male female issues that then sparked 
talk it out, reach out to Q, and they were able to collaborate. So if we can continue that, I think it would be a great thing. We'll be able to build this pod squad thing together. And I appreciate everybody that, you know, has been on my show and anybody needs me to jump on your show, let me know. Let's keep this going. I think I think this pod squad thing can be huge. And I just think we all need to, you know, come together and work together whenever we, we can. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to everybody. And let me just say, before I wrap this up, I got two questions for y'all. Make sure y'all answer it on the SoundCloud page or Twitter. I'll, I'll let y'all know where y'all can do that. But the two questions are, who are you picking to win the Super Bowl on February 6th? Are you rolling with the New England Patriots or the AFC or the Atlanta Falcons or the NFC? Who's your Super Bowl pick? And also, to especially to all the members of the Pi Squad, but everybody out there listening, if Donald Trump invited you to come speak to him at Trump Tower or to the White House to discuss uh, various issues, if Donald Trump invited you to come talk to him, would you take that invitation? Throw your answers in the comment section on Twitter, Facebook, or hey, if you're in the Pi Squad, Answer that on your show. How about that? I'm, I'm issuing a challenge to all members of the Pod Squad. Answer that question on your show. Would you accept an invitation to speak to Donald Trump? I'm looking forward to hearing your answers, people. So with all that being said, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, thank you all for listening. We've had a roller coaster of a show. We had the ups and downs. We had the happy and the sad. Got a little emotional there for a second, but, uh, you know. That's what this show is for, man. It's outlet. So thank everybody for listening to the show. Make sure you follow the show. Subscribe. I'm current. I am still in the process of working on getting the show on iTunes. It's something that I have to have to work on. And I'm plan I'm got time. I'm working on getting that done right now. But soon the show will be on iTunes and other platforms. So but make sure you listen to the show now on SoundCloud. Follow the show. Make sure you comment on SoundCloud. Share with other people. You can check me out on Twitter at Devin the 63 That's D-E-V-I-N-T-H-E-6-3. You can catch me on Instagram. Now, I changed to Instagram for those of you that follow me on Instagram. It's now all underscore steak underscore no underscore sizzle. So all steak no sizzle underscores in between each, each word. You can follow me on Facebook. Just type in All Stagnosisle Podcast in your search bar. It'll pop right up. So, once again, thank you all for listening. I appreciate you. Um, thank all of you that wish me a happy birthday. If I didn't, I tried to get everybody individually. If I didn't, thank you individually. I apologize for, you know, charging to my, my head, not my heart. I thank you all for listening. And I hope you all check me out next week. Until next time, peace. Peace.